so hello welcome back so yeah so picking up from where we left off we were still in the maldives so today's podcast is going to be about life in the maldives so yes um of course um i came to the maldives uh, for work working purposes so i was employed as a corporate trainer I was not in charge, but I was part of the trainers that were training Crown and Champa Resorts, which had 11 islands. It was a very beautiful experience. Um, Maldives and the Maldivians are very warm and welcoming people. And I was the first black person to be working for Crown Champa Resorts. They not really. They were not really exposed to black South Africans. It was something that was sort of interesting to them. So when I entered the country, I was informed of the laws and things that should never be practiced, such as um, Christianity, and you know that you're not even allowed to bring in a Bible. Um, and to practice Christianity at the Maldives, well, Asian countries, like Asian countries as a whole. However, those was a part of the rules when I um I was in the island, and you are not allowed to date. Also, as a result, ladies from men were separated with a nine. Is it nine? No, no, it depended. Um, it depended on where your, um, residents are, but mostly you'd find that the minimum distance from the ladies to the gents would be four kilometers, you know, just to separate the ladies from the gents because you're not allowed to date. The only thing that was allowed was married couples. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. And then, yeah. So I started you know, adapting to the life in the Maldives. But then timing, like, almost always threw me off. The Mondays in the Maldives is a Sunday. Yo, working hours were different. It is a norm for you to work 12 hours. It was no longer 8 hours. You work 12 hours. You only have one day off. You only have one day off. And, you know, well, I didn't really, I'm not going to lie. I didn't really feel it. It was just one of those things where, what else are you going to do if you're not at work, you know? So South Africans had, you know, that thing of being South Africans where they always were together and they did did stuff together. Even though we had... Um, some of the other uh, friends from other countries, such as your Philippines, such as your Puerto Rico, like um, and Portuguese, uh, Portuguese from uh, Portuguese from Portugal, and you know, I remember my best friend besides the one that was from South Africa, she was from Philippines, and the other was from Poland. Yeah. So she hardly understand understood sorry English, but then you know we we made the best of how we could understand each other. So yeah, um, so we had like 
our fun strategies because we were not dating first of all it's not allowed it was not going to happen it was just one of those things you know it is a very strict country which is very rich in its culture and a lot of people enjoyed its eustachic beauty they have got natural coral reefs which people really really loved and i guess that's the reason why i firstly started snorkeling only at the Maldives so I started snorkeling and I was exposed to diving I took my first dive at the Maldives you know and <laughs> Bernie Bernadette um, she happens to still be at the Maldives she <laughs> she was the one who actually taught me to to swim with sharks which at first was very very it was just almost terrifying i remember the first time when we um when we were swimming and there was a black tiff shark that was coming alongside of me sharks don't bite people at the maldives apparently sharks biting people has a thing to do with people interfering with the, the marine life so sharks were not used to people interfering with them. So they didn't bite people. As a result, they also made a joke about it that our sharks are vegetarian. So the first time a, a shark passed me, my friend didn't want to tell me because she, she said that when she saw that there's a shark coming and we're swimming because she could see she had her glasses and she was underwater. Uh, we were also taking uh, pictures underwater because we had a GoPro camera, which you can uh, use to take pictures underwater. So then, um, yeah, so yeah, we had fun. So yeah, as I was saying, the shark passed. And then she told me only after that, there's a sh there was a shark that just passed you. And if you go underwater, you're going to see. And then I went underwater and then I saw the tail. Goodness me, the way I ran out of that water, my word. I didn't even want to swim anymore. That's how terrified I was. I, th I thought to myself, I'd never, I'm never going to swim ever again. But I went to find that it, it was only to become a sport for me and my friends. So every morning at five o'clock, we used to wake up. Was it five o'clock? Because it started work at seven. We started work at seven. Mm, yeah and then we finished work at seven yeah so then we'd swim at five o'clock that was our means and our way of exercising if we were not playing basketball uh basketball we used to play in the afternoon after work or we'll call it the evening but sunsets around eight o'clock anyway at the maldives so then, yeah, so that's what we used to do. And then the good thing, the nice thing about life in the Maldives is that there's no shop. There's like, there's there's hardly any shops around. And the town is very small, like absolutely small. There's no way you can get lost in Maldives town because like it's very small. And most of the things that are sold there are souvenirs. So they're very expensive. So in order for you to shop, you the only thing you could do was you need to plan your trip outside of Maldives. So you need to be traveling either to Dubai or to go to Sri Lanka. I really loved shopping in Sri Lanka because they have 
Odell, Odell sells, uh, sells and exports to most of South African shops and other, I'm, I'm not so sure, other, other outlets, but I know that uh, Zara Outlets um, does shop from Odell, which is in Sri Lanka. And also, uh, is it Insync, Instinct, which is Fashini, they also shop at Odell. Because like, when I saw those brands, I was like, and they're so cheap, I was like, goodness and fushini happens to be my favorite brand sorry and also zara so i changed my whole wardrobe like when i got there because uh, everything was like so cheap when i went to sri lanka because we you only could shop outside of maldives you know so you book your flights and like i did nothing with the money because remember i told you we don't pay any rent we don't we're not getting any tax the only thing that i i needed to do was just to send money home so i sent a lot of money home and i pay all my debts off you know so it was a nice life it's just that it became very lonely because you're not dating. So what what we used to do, I mean, let me talk about myself. What I used to do is that for a means of communicating with people, you need to Skype. Even when it comes to dating, you can only do online dating. And it's with people that are in and around. Because like, well, it doesn't matter wherever they are, but it's going to be online. Because like, there's nothing you can't do whilst you are in the country. Because like, as I said, they only allowed married couples. Yeah. Cool. So yeah. And then <coughs> I'm a bit fluish. So yes. And then yeah, working was awesome. They adapt. I adapted to the lifestyle very quickly. Um, Maldivians, they were very smart people and they very tech savvy. Like most of the time, even when you're in a classroom, they're always on these cell phones, you know, and, um, and you know, we had a contract with NM, NMU, which is, um, see, yeah, it's Maldives university. So most of the time, if we weren't training, people would go to NMU, you know, we just have to coordinate and project manage that. Yeah. And then most of all, all like almost all the time I needed to travel outside of um crown champa and that means i had to go to kuredu island and as a, as a result kuredu island became my sole training project yeah i loved kuredu island it's beautiful it's subtle and it's different you know and the very fact that you know, seaplanes are very expensive like i used to i got the experience like to and from using the seaplane like it was religious for me. So, I mean, you know, it was just an awesome, awesome, awesome experience, you know. And yeah, hey, like that's that's it with regards to life around the Maldives. And it's all about seeing couples, you know, married couples and it's rich couples, you know, having the best time of their lives. And you get to understand how the elite get to... um exercise their power with money well it's not exactly exercising power but it's exercising fun with what you work for by choice yeah so it's a very beautiful and fun experience you get to see people's personality to the to 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 the 
utmost core because they've got nothing to worry about. So, you know, you get to see their whole being, you know, and you know, they, the, one of the, one of the most happiest people that you'll ever meet because they don't have to worry about tomorrow because everything is all about them and what they are there for sort of thing. I hope you get to get the gist of that. And living in the Maldives meant that because like there's not much that you're doing was like drinking like a lot. We used to drink a lot. Like everyone's rooms had alcohol. You needed to have alcohol. And you know when we partied, we partied like I think till three o'clock. We had glow parties, you know, and we always had themed parties and we used to organize parties with parties with other islands where you get to meet new and different people. Yo, it was, it was like just awesome and you used to dance and now you must remember as i said i was like the only black especially around the islands that i was in i was the only black person and then they they, they, they love touching i had dreadlocks they love touching my hair you know and you know wanting to understand my culture i remember there's lots of russians we had lots of russians coming in to the islands and you know they didn't know how to speak english but then you know we made do with sign language you know and we you know sort of understood each other so it was just one of those things it was very very nice it was a life of exposure a life of coming out a life of fresh air you know and you know when you just worry about development and your growth as a result i guess like the only thing that you can do besides reading books is develop yourself as well. So I wanted to continue with my studies. I remember I told myself that I'm going to continue studying because I know I'm not going to be in the Maldives for like a lifetime, for the rest of my life. So I need to continue studying. So I'm going to travel whenever there's a need for me to go and write exams in South Africa. So I extended my um, a diploma, which was in human resource management to a higher diploma with Inter College at the time. And it seemed to work. Yeah. And it kept me busy a long, well, I wouldn't say for a long time, but it kept me busy, you know, that productive, busy sort of thing. And then cool. And then ah, it was just one of those things. But then, you know, I got homesick a lot. You know, there's only so much of friends you can do without you wanting the close to touch, you know, and feel from your own family. And just one of those things, you know, you lose sense, you lose touch of what happens in life being in an island to be honest with you and you know one of those things you also lose a sense of culture and you just find yourself astray you just want to find something that is going to fulfill and bring joy to your life you know so most of the things that actually brought joy to myself was traveling outside because like if you had to travel home uh, you firstly had to book your leave leave you 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 had two two years contract and two months off means that you have to go home and if your contract is renewed which was mostly highly likely you have to renew your contract but then you only come back after two months which is your leave of you going home you know my son was very young at the time it was one of those things where I felt like ish you know ah 
there's so much that I am achieving by being this side because I was saving a lot as well. And I'm investing and this and that. But yo, I also miss home, you know, and I miss my son. I miss my daughter and they're all growing up. And, you know, in as much as there's a lot of benefits to my being here, but I also felt like Ishiane, I also do miss home. I remember it also became one of those things where if I saw a black person, it became like a whole other sentiment. You know, like you wanted to feel, you wanted to touch because we also had black people, even though you'd find that they're coming from Uganda or Kenyans and whatnot. But, you know, you wanted the sense of seeing someone that looks like you and you wanted to spend time with them. Like, you know, you want to get, you, you wanted to actually look and, you know, be around that because that's what you used to, you know. So I guess it's just getting out. Zanatum. So I guess it's one of those things where you are, you know, you're exposing yourself to something that's new and it's something that's also very fresh to you as much as you're having fun, but your heart yearns for something that you are already used to. So that's it. Yeah. But then training was the same because remember, remember that uh, Paula happened to be the training manager of, of the actual island. Yeah. So another thing is that like, there's no difference with regards to work because I, everything that is being trained is something that I'm already exposed to. Cause, um, I was already exposed to that type of training from home, you know, one of those things. So, yeah, I, so it didn't feel different with regards to training besides the fact that I'm now getting one day off and, um, you know, um, working 12 hour shifts, which I wasn't complaining too much about. Yeah. And I got really fit. I lost a lot of weight as well because of basketball and because of swimming, because swimming was every day, five o'clock in the morning. It became a sport, as I said, and it was just one of those things where, um, we enjoyed ourselves, but then we were just getting fit at the same time. Yeah. When we, that's where we actually exhausted most, exhausted most of our energy and, you know, and, you know, we just found our comforts in as well. And then most of the things that Maldivians liked was soccer and cricket. They were also very good in it as well. Very, very strong and very fit people, which, um, you know, Maldivians are short people. But if you take a look at the history, I remember I read a book, Book of Sapiens. I think it was from Yuo Noah. Yeah. You all know her. So I get, I got to understand why they so short because of them being in an island and what happened in the history and, you know, be, them being on that part of the, the, the land. Yeah. So it's one of those things, very strong and very nice people. So my coming back, I was actually supposed to come back to the Maldives, but unfortunately, um, something was something late for me not to actually go back to the Maldives and some of the other things were like yeah my mom got into gambling I guess because of um 
sending a lot of money home because a lot of money I was sending, I was getting paid in dollars. I sent a lot of money home and my mom felt that she didn't really need to save and she was not really responsible with the money that I was sending home. And I had already been getting a lot of messages like, your your mother is already into gambling and she's um, now addicted. She spends most of her time at the casino and sometimes you find that all the money that you've sent as being spent in the casino and kids are being deprived of this. So one story was leading to another, one story was leading to another. And I just felt like, yo, I cannot take it anymore. Being so far, you know, and I am making a lot of money, but ah, I cannot have this because like this is a compromise also to my kid's life because I remember she had also um had a style of keeping people that she didn't even know at home well not as partners but then i remember there's a guy that she kept at home apparently this guy was homeless and she felt that the need to help him and he came in and he stayed at home and i was not comfortable with that because everyone was always complaining about this guy saying yo your mom doesn't even know this guy from the power of soap how can she say that he's homeless and he needs a place to stay when you've got your kids here. Sister was still very young. So I could not rely on her very much. I just felt that she's also compromised that way. My mom being away, you know, and because of course now she's, uh, she is soaked in gambling. I just felt like, nah, you know, I guess it's time for me to go back and see what I can do. I had made a lot of money already, but you know, I was not ready to go back per se in as much as I was homesick, but it was just one of those things where home is actually calling. And it just so happened that it was around the time where I was supposed to be writing my exams. And then I thought, you know, and I, I'm already due for leave. So let me just go see what happens and see if I also want to come back. And then I had to communicate this with my manager and uh, my manager well, was very sympathetic towards the situation that I was actually going through. It took a, 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 it took a, a big strain on me as well. And, um, you know, I just told myself that uh, whatever happens needs to happen. And my boss was like, Kule, whatever you decide, there's nothing you can do. What I can do from my side is just promise you, if you go back and you want to go back to South Africa, I'll help you look for a job and I'll always be there to support you. I'll always keep you updated about what's going on in the Maldives. Go home and see what happens. And yeah, and then we had the our last lunch together. I remember it was at the airport. They had just opened a Burger King. They didn't have a Burger King in the Maldives. So she said, let's go to Burger King. So we went to Burger King she also no no she didn't invite the the CEO it just so happened that the CEO had been traveling so he saw us at the airport and then uh, he joined us so we had a big fat a goodbye you know and it was beautiful and she said that you can get anything that you want for yourself I just want you to not think of this you know Think of all the beautiful things that you've, you've, the beautiful moments and the memories you have here at the Maldives. And, you know, she just wanted for me to be happy. And then I went back home. 
needless to say, I had not told them that I'm coming back. Um, it was one of those things, you know, when you are going back home because of your disappointments and whatnot, you don't want to inform them you're coming back home. They were also very surprised. So Paula arranged for her daughters to pick me up from the airport in South Africa because her daughters were here in South Africa. And we had already built a great relationship with her daughters as well in the Maldives because they used to visit quite often. So they knew me. So they picked me up from the airport to go and drop me off at home. And home from where Paula stays is four kilometers. We're talking, yeah, I think you're talking five kilometers to six. One of those things. So they dropped me off at home and then home. They were very excited to see me. And they saw that I have my suitcases, even though they didn't understand why I have my suitcases with me. It's like, hey, you know, just happy to see you. And I was really comfortable because I knew I could actually still live off with whatever I have for like another year. But I was very fortunate that when I came back to South Africa. Yeah. I came back to South Africa. Um, I had my ducks in a row. I connected with everyone that I had been keeping contact contact with to let them know that I'm back in South Africa and I am job hunting. You know, I did it very early and it didn't take very long for me to get back to my old self. And I found myself loving uh, being back, yeah. But I had to find my way to Johannesburg. And tomorrow is about Johannesburg and how I got there and how it all started and what it was like. It is very interesting and funny at the same time, yeah. Let's catch up tomorrow.